0: The current exhibit at the Gallery at Penn College in Williamsport is called Textiles in Translation, a collection of fiber-based artwork by Pennsylvania regional members of Studio Art Quilt Associates. This juried exhibit highlights a diverse range of styles and techniques showcasing fiber art by 36 artists. Fiberwork stretches back through history. And it has grown and developed across the centuries into a vibrant art form, encompassing a variety of materials and processes from low to high tech. Today's fiber artists create beauty, provoke thought, resist convention, and challenge the status quo. The work in this show, Textiles in Translation, at the Gallery at Penn College, helps to reinforce fiber arts unique place in the world of contemporary art. Textiles in Translation is on now at the gallery and will continue to be shown until Thursday July the 22nd when at 3 p.m. the gallery will host an artist's tour. One of the artists is Philadelphia-based Cindy Friedman. A childhood for her Filled with sewing and needle arts, a career as an industrial designer and then as a fashion designer led to a convergence in the art quilt medium in the early 1990s. Her work reflects her fascination with human body forms, their construction and function as they interact with architectural and geometric shapes, grids and patterns. Friedman's current work continues to explore the possibilities of fibre in art. The art is linked by textile references and quilt-making traditions and fuses multiple disciplines from drawing to intricate needlework. Cindy Friedman's internationally exhibited work can be found in gallery exhibitions, private collections, the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania and the Philadelphia Ronald McDonald House. I had the opportunity to speak to Cindy Friedman recently about her work.
1: I grew up sewing. My mother had me sitting at a sewing machine when I was five and learning to make doll clothes and then my own clothes. By 12, I was making a lot of my own clothes. So that's always been part of my life. When I got to college, I started my first year at the University of Pennsylvania thinking I was gonna get an academic and art degree. And I realized partway through that first year that I should have gone to art school. So I transferred to the Philadelphia College of Art and got an undergraduate degree in industrial design. And when I graduated, I came out of there and worked in a trade show house, which is designing and building exhibits and trade shows for museums, for pharmaceutical houses, for all kinds of companies. And I did that for about five years. and Then I got offered a master's fellowship at Drexel to do a fashion design degree. And I decided that would be fun. So I went to Drexel (laughs) and I stayed there for the next 15 years on their faculty teaching undergraduates in the early parts of their fashion design programs. So I've been sewing for a long time. When I hit 40, I decided... I did not want to be at Drexel when I hit 50 as an adjunct. So I started making quilts seriously full-time and doing craft and trade shows like the Schweinfurth Fair up in upstate New York and a few other craft shows kind of things. And I decided that was way too hard, too, (laughs) because I I had a two-year-old and I was pregnant with my second kid, and it was just too much work to be on the road. So then I started focusing seriously on making quilts for the wall and for gallery spaces. And um, I've been doing that since the mid-90s.
0: When we say quilting, most people are going to have an instant picture in their mind, which is completely inaccurate. They're going to see the very traditional American quilts with like log cabins. Your quilts and indeed the quilts of all of the other exhibitors are really complicated. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of your work now and mm-hmm. I can't even begin to fathom. I sew a little like most people. I sew a little. I've even attempted quilting and I can't even fathom how you put these pieces together. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about the process?
1: So my process has changed over the last 10 years but for the last 10 years I've been doing pieces that I call shadowscapes And they typically involve a human figure and their shadow, or human figures and their shadows, in a given landscape. And I often work from my own photographs. Sometimes I am given a photograph that inspires me. And in that particular case, it's a whole cloth quilt, which means it's one entire piece of silk charmeuse that is dyed in an ombre pattern, which means it goes from a light turquoise to a dark turquoise from edge to edge. And um, I quilted the entire background using templates that I made from my drawings and had them blown up at various sizes. And I transfer that pattern onto the surface of the silk, and then I stitch with my machine through all of those lines, creating the line drawing background, and then all of the figures are appliqued. They're made out of silk organza, which is sheer, transparent, and I trace my drawings onto the silk, and then I put them onto another material that's called Sema Seam Light 2, which is a heat fusible, um, and I can put my silk on top of the heat fusible, cut the figures and the appliqués out, and then peel them off their paper backing and put them on the silk, which then gets fused on using heat of the iron, and then I edge stitch through all layers. So it's typically quilted. It's got a cotton backing, a cotton batting, and then the silk surface. And that's how these guys get made. It's a pretty complicated, multi-step process, and I'm happy to share it with anybody who wants to know it.
0: Now, like most sewers, I've worked with silk organza and gotten to a terrible flub with it, with threads <laughs> everywhere. And I would be terrified of working <laughs> in this complex pattern with something that is so unforgiving, Unstable. I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, yeah it's, uh, it's an unstable material. But well, pu- there's a couple of tricks that I've learned along the way. When I have my drawings blown up, I usually go to a, a reproduction house like Marion Art and Repro is near where I live. And I can hand them an eight and a half by 11 inch drawing done in black ink on clear print, which is sort of a vellum paper. And they can blow them up any percentage i want so i can blow it up at 200%, 300%, 700% and i get these wall-sized drawings and then i use those as templates or guides and the silk organza is actually very stable if you uh, there's a product called spray mount which is a spray adhesive produced by 3M and if you hit your surface of your paper drawing very lightly with a coating of this spray mount, it makes it tacky but not adhering. And you lay the silk down on top of it, and then you can draw on it with Pigma pens or other fiber markers. And then you have your drawing transferred onto it. And from then, I peel the silk organza off without cutting it out and put it on the sema theme material And you cut it out on the paper backing, so it stays stabilized the entire time. The toughest part is when you peel it off the backing, and you put it on the surface of the quilt.
0: Yeah, I'll say. (laughs) I'm looking at these. Easier than it sounds, is it? I'm looking at these and thinking, gosh, I'd be so nervous. I'd be bound to make massive mistake. Quite apart from the beautiful design and the expression you have. In your work, mm-hmm. which is extraordinary, the imagination that goes into this, um, which you. is which is difficult enough for me to fathom, the practicality part just also has you know even if I could get there, the thought of of something like this and making a massive mistake is <laughs> just.
1: There are the, no mistakes, there are only learning opportunities.
0: Easy enough to say, but you know when you've finished a piece and you know there's this massive flaw in it and you, you can't bear the thought of it because you know where it is. Then... I know,
1: and, you, you, and as long as you don't tell anybody else, they won't see it. The topic of that quilt is Agora Giants. And if you've ever been to the waterfront in Chicago between the Natural Museum of History and the pier, there are a field where it's a park and there are permanent installation of these giant headless torsos that are mounted in concrete blocks into the ground, and they just stand there. And we happened to be there one really sunny April, and um, I took a picture of my husband there in Chicago. And the same artist had offered a traveling exhibition. That was on the sidewalk in Montreal, right near the hotel we were staying. My husband's Canadian, and we were visiting his family. And it was the 450th anniversary of the city of Montreal. And she had offered these sculptures as a temporary installation in a a high-rise tower. And they were just standing there. And I went, oh, my God, they're the same figures. So I made him go get the picture (laughs) and um, I got the the Montreal Agora Giants, and uh, that's why that one is that topic.
0: And it's intricate. One looks at the picture, and there's more and more to see the more you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's these wonderful little squares. What looks like squares are they stitched on? I, I, they're extraordinary. It's a
1: combination of fused on pieces of very thin strips of silk organza, and then I stitch around them.
0: That's amazing. Just Thank just you. incredible work.
1: Thank you. So I've been doing this for a long time, like thirty five years, <laughs> and i am I'm part of SACWA, which is Studio Art Quilt Associates. and I, I actually at this point, I'm on the board of that organization. It's four thousand people worldwide who do what we do. They work with their hands, they make art with fabric. Some of them are two-dimensional, some of them are three-dimensional. I think there's some three-dimensional work in the show. I think that there's a bunch of reasons why textile work is so appealing. We're born and wrapped in textiles. We die and we're wrapped in textiles. And the comfort that textiles give us throughout our lives is that security and that safety and that cocooning. So I think people relate to textiles really well. And I also think that um, a lot of people who are creative and especially women's work has often dealt with textile work, whether it's making clothes for their family or curtains or whatever and bed coverings. And it turned into an art form probably mostly in the Victorian age when women had uh, time and servants and fine fabrics and they could play really been a fascinating field for me to be in and to see where it's happened, where it's exploded over the last thirty years has been extremely interesting. So I'm also the um, director right now of a show that's every other year, juried at the Wayne Art Center in Wayne, Pennsylvania, and it's called Art Quilt Elements, which you can find online. It's an international juried show of this kind of work. We've been there for This is our 14th show coming up in April of 2022, and we're just starting to open our call for entries in the beginning of July.
0: That's in Wayne?
1: It's in Wayne at the Wayne Arts Centre, and it happens every other year in the even years, and it's always in the end of March into April and closes in the beginning of May, just before Mother's Day.
0: If somebody comes to the exhibit and thinks to themselves, I've played with textiles, but I really would like to get into this kind of artwork. What do you recommend that they do?
1: That they join SACWA, which is Studio Art Quilt Associates. They offer a wealth of resources. All of us who are in the show are part of a Pennsylvania group from SACWA, so they divide the country into... Sub-regions, and those regions have a regional rep. And that regional rep is actually the one who sets this, this exhibition up. This is our second exhibition at Penn College. And Penny loved the work so much the first time, which was three years ago, that she invited us back to do a second show and then COVID shut us down. We were supposed to be open last March. So I'm glad it's finally there and installed and people can visit it. But meanwhile, if somebody really wants to know, there's a lot of ways you can hook up locally, especially during COVID. There are regular Zoom meetings for people who make art quilts where you can show your work. You can get Critical feedback, if that's what you're interested in, you can get how-to and sign up for classes online or in person. Pennsylvania SACWA does a retreat once a year in the fall right near Easton, Pennsylvania. And um, there's all kinds of opportunities for immersing and for learning from people who are doing what you might like to learn how to do.
0: Cindy Friedman one of the fibre artists whose work is being featured at the current exhibit at the Gallery at Penn College. You can see Cindy Friedman's work as well as the work of other artists at the Gallery at Penn College. Textiles in Translation runs at the Gallery until Thursday, July the 22nd, with an artist's tour offered on that day at 3pm. The gallery at Penn College is on the third floor of the Madigan Library at Penn College in Williamsport. And you can visit the gallery Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Sundays 1 to 4 p.m. And you can also visit Textiles in Translation virtually at pct.edu slash gallery. Many thanks to Cindy Friedman. And thanks to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.